Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Topic today is legends. This is how legends are made, and I love the word legends. I think it's a, I think it's a powerful word, and I think it is thought-provoking, and we're all approaching it from 
kind of different angles and different uh, different aspects this morning. Uh, I do want to start out by letting you know if you are not familiar with me, I'm a success habits coach. I live a nomadic life and um, I travel full time and I help people to replace the non-productive habits in their life with ones that create the lives and businesses they desire. So I um, am literally living the dream life that I decided a few years ago I wanted to live. And I did that by making a decision and then acting on it. And that's so much what this room is about today. So today I want to share with you a little bit more about baseball. On July 16th, my 5 a.m. segment on that Saturday revolved around the parallels between baseball and business. And today as we talk about how legends are made, we're going to talk a little bit of baseball and a little bit of butterflies. Now, on that Saturday, I was I was talking about the 1993 National League Championship Series between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Atlanta Braves. Now, I happen to be from Pennsylvania, and um, I was living in Philadelphia at the time, and I was a huge Phillies fan for several years. And it was a very, very exciting year because the, the Phillies were probably the most unlikely team that you would imagine would be not only going to – uh, the World Series, but even winning the National League Championship Series. I mean, they had they had really closed out the '92 season at the at the bottom of the roster for the National League. I mean, for the baseball, all of baseball. And so the fact that they were in the series is amazing in itself. But in the in the, this uh, 1993 series, going into Game Six, the Phillies were up three games to two, and so that was the deciding game. If they were to win Game Six they were going to clinch the series and go to the World Series. So spoiler alert, they did win that series, and they did go to the World Series that year. And the starting pitcher, Kurt Schilling, was named MVP of the, of the championship series. So if you look at that in itself in a vacuum, you might say, well, Kurt Schilling uh, is a pitching legend for that accomplishment and for his other pitching accomplishments over his career, 216 regular season wins and over 3000 career strikeouts. And he, he was a candidate this year for the baseball hall of fame. However, if you look at the legend, Kurt Schilling, and you look at what led to his success in particular in that championship series, it becomes very clear that legends are made through their own efforts. However, it also takes a community. Things lead to legends, right? There are steps to people becoming legends. So in game six, if we back out from the top to the bottom, in game six, in the third inning of game six, now remember they could, they're coming in and they are three games to two. Darren Dalton, who was a catcher, hits a two-run double in the third inning, which leads off the, the game and it creates this momentum, the scoring momentum, right? And then in the sixth inning, Greg Maddox, who's pitching for the Braves, leaves a pitch hanging over home plate and Mickey Morandini, who is a relatively unknown player and had the lowest batting average on the team, blasts that pitch that Greg Maddox leaves hanging over the plate. He blasts it into right field. So he gets himself on third base and he scores two runs for men who are already on base. So that's pivotal, right? That's important stuff. But what happens if game five, Lenny Dykstra hadn't crushed a 3-2 pitch over the fence, right? What happens in game four 
if Danny Jackson hasn't doesn't start the game out with an impressive performance on the mound? What what would have happened if in game three? So you see where I'm going, right? All the games lead to the next game. So if one guy in one game hadn't done something that got them to the next inning, that maybe made the next run, that turned a double play, Mickey Morandini was turning double plays left and right, right? If the defense isn't on point, you never get to a game six. You never get to winning. You never get to the World Series. You never get the MVP. So yeah, Kurt Schilling is a pitching legend. But a lot of things went into creating that opportunity for him. And then there's the butterfly effect. Sort of similar, right? One thing leads to the next. The Butterfly Effect is a book written by a man named Andy Andrews. Andy Andrews details this amazing story about Joshua Chamberlain, who was a school teacher from the state of Maine, who was a colonel in the Union Army when the North and the South were at war during the Civil War. So the book is called The Butterfly Effect because it refers to this hypothesis by a man named Edward Lawrence, who is a mathematician and also a meteorologist. And so Edward Lawrence says essentially, and we've all heard some version of this or some iteration of this, but this is the actual quote from him. A butterfly could flap its wings and set molecules of air in motion, which would move other molecules of air in turn moving more molecules of air, eventually becoming capable of starting a hurricane on the other side of the planet. Now that seems absolutely preposterous, right? But in the early 1990s, not that many years ago, physics professors from around the globe actually proved his hypothesis was accurate and is now known as the law of sensitive dependent upon initial conditions. <laughs> which means one thing leads to another thing, which leads to another thing. And depending on conditions, that outcome can be tremendous. So that's what we're talking about with, with the 1993 World Series. One stolen base, one out, one strikeout, one home run, one walk, one accidental foul ball, whatever it might be, right? leads to the next thing, which leads to the next thing. And Joshua Chamberlain, if you don't know the story, I highly recommend you get the book, The Butterfly Effect. It's a really small book and it's easy to read, but it's important. And it's more than just about butterflies and weather, of course, right? It's about the movement of anything, including us, including people, and what how what we do creates a ripple in the world. And when you create that ripple, or when someone near you creates a ripple that allows you to take action. And then somebody's becoming a legend. So I'm just going to tell you about Joshua Chamberlain, for those of you who don't know. So he's a young colonel. He's inexperienced. He used to be a school teacher, as I said. And in 1863, he was on the battlefield in Gettysburg, PA, which I'm actually in PA right now, not far at all from Gettysburg. And he was leading his men against the rebel forces. Now, he had about 300 men to start with. But he had led his men 
through five brutal, brutal charges of the rebel forces. So the Union were up on a hill. The Union soldiers were up on a hill and they had thrown up this wall, this stone wall. They literally threw it up, like gathered rocks and stones and made this shallow wall that very morning. And the South were at the bottom of the hill. So the South have a disadvantage because they're, you know, they're climbing uphill. So the Union, it, they're hunkered down behind this wall and they're able to survive charge after charge after charge of, of this superior rebel forces. They're, they're outnumbered, like crazy outnumbered, but they're able to survive thanks to this wall they built. So they're bracing for the sixth charge. And by this time, Chamberlain only had 80 men left. And no ammunition. They had already taken the ammunition off of their dead comrades their dead fellow soldiers. Many of them had been slaughtered. And there he was having to make a decision. This young, inexperienced, former school teacher heading this band of soldiers, band of Union soldiers. Out of ammunition, 80 men out of 300 remained. And they're looking at a force of 400 rebel soldiers that are about to come and overtake them. And he made a decision, a single decision. And he yelled to his men, fix bayonets. Fix bayonets. <laughs> we are out of ammunition. Fix your bayonets, gentlemen. So he knew he was overwhelmed, but yet he took the posture of leadership. He pulls out his sword. He has his 80 men behind him. And he yells, charge. So, so not only are they formerly behind this wall and they're, they're coming over it and they're using it for defense and now they're overwhelmed, but not only are they overwhelmed, they're not hunkering down and taking a defensive posture. The man yelled charge and he takes his sword out and he starts swinging it around and charging over the hill. And he's so inspired his men, that they start with their bayonets fixed on their rifles. They come pouring over this wall and they're yelling, charge, charge, charge. Well, here's what happened. <laughs> the, the rebel soldiers in seeing this incredible show of strength, the captain of the rebel soldiers assumed that they had gotten reinforcements. Because surely no brigade that had been beaten down the way these guys had been beaten down, surely they would not be charging over the hill. So these guys charge over the hill, and within minutes, Joshua Chamberlain has his sword against the Confederate captain's neck, and his 80 exhausted, broken men with no ammunition had captured 400 rebel soldiers. Now that in itself is amazing and inspiring story. Like it just, it gives me chills every time I read it. It's just amazing. But had he not charged on that day, in that moment, historians believe that the rebels would have won Gettysburg. I mean, you can imagine it, right? 400 guys coming up the hill. They see these 80 exhausted soldiers and they're like, oh, this is child's play. Bam, we're done. We won. So had the South won Gettysburg, 
they would have won the war. And what that would have possibly done is that it would have split the United States, the colonies, into two nations, the Union and the Confederacy. And what that means is the U.S. would likely look a lot more like Europe. And, and we could have actually been divided into as many as 13 nations at that point. You know how Europe is lots of little countries all kind of sandwiched together. So imagine that. Imagine that instead of having the United States of America, there are 13 different nations here. And now imagine that scenario when Hitler sweeps across Europe. So had Joshua Chamberlain not charged, not made that courageous decision to charge, there would not be a United States of America to stand in the breach to keep Hitler from sweeping across Europe. When Hirohito invaded the South Pacific, the United States wouldn't have been in existence. There would not have been a country big enough or strong enough or wealthy enough or populous enough to actually fight and win two wars on two fronts at the same time. So when you really look at what we talked about with the 1993 Phillies and Joshua Chamberlain in the Civil War, these things all are the butterfly effect. These legends that we know the United States of America is clearly legendary, and it exists today because of largely what that man did more than a century ago. So then that becomes, begets the question, if Joshua Chamberlain is a human example of the butterfly effect, one man's decision, one man's call to action, one man's bold move who, who sent a ripple effect, which really impacts you today because you, if you're in America, you're in the country that wouldn't exist. So what he chose to do in 1863 rippled for generations and generations and generations. And so then the question becomes, what are you doing? What am I doing? What are we doing? How are we living? What decisions and choices are we making to take bold action? And maybe like Glenn was saying, and like Dr. Janie was saying, and the other speakers today, Kate was saying, what are the permanent changes we're making, we're choosing to make, not reactions and responses to outside external forces, but choosing to make permanent changes and pivotal decisions that will create ripples in the world that will create legends. Maybe it'll be you that's the legend. Maybe the legend will be your grandson or your granddaughter based on the choices and the decisions you make today. That's the question. So in the last 10 or 12 minutes we have, let's talk about it. Let's, let's open our mics and talk about what did somebody do in your history that allowed you to be legendary today? Or what legend in your history, in your family, maybe created your situation today? Or what are you doing? Or what will you do that will create legend for someone else? If I can. Hi, Monica. All right, let's go with the lady and then the man. It's Shantae. I definitely hadn't planned to speak at all, but when I heard you talk about that battle, and uh, I've heard this story often, but the first thing that came to mind was, I think about the fact that 
I was like, wow, my family wouldn't be in Florida. We'd still be in Georgia. And my grandfather wouldn't have had a chance to escape because his grandmother was born a slave. And so I think about the fact of what happened in the early 1860s. I believe she was born in 1861, he said. And he was a sharecropper. He took a risk to bring the family. He left literally with a bounty on his head and brought the family here to Florida. And his only dream, like literally my grandparents wanted each and every one of us to be able to go to school and finish high school. Like no one had ever been able to do that because everyone was domestics and working, you know, they were sharecroppers. And so for me being able to take that even a step further and being the first to not only just apply to college, but go and finish. And it changed the course of our entire family. So education was his dream. He took that risk and left South Georgia and left sharecropping behind and started a new life for us here in Florida. So I'm just so grateful that I am the first, you know, generation and they really, you know, that was born here in Miami and they really truly got to see their dream realized, which was all of us graduating, all of us learning to read because he couldn't read. My grandparents weren't allowed to at first. So thank you so much for this conversation and taking us there. Shantae, I always love your shares. They're always they're always meaty and succinct, and I always love how you end it with a little Ric Flair. Woo! All right. Um, who was the gentleman that was next? And I think I saw, I could swear I saw Shelly flashing your mic, but it may be my app. So Shelly, if you're in the queue, stay there. And if not, um, we'll we'll assume that was my app glitching on me. Hi, Monica. It's Bobby Johnson again. Um, I did want to share with you just, um, and it kind of relates a lot to. Uh, what uh, Shanti was uh, explaining. However, um, I didn't have a father figure at all. It was just pretty much me and my mom. With that being said, my mom, she um, she comes from a really unique space. That's what really makes her. However, she didn't really take on all the resources, but she poured them into me, of course. With that being said, she always tried to, like, put different things in my uh, eyes and everything. So uh, I came across a program eight year, uh, 10, 10, maybe 12 years ago, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and I met a gentleman named Matthew Ward, and um, he's just really in the entrepreneurial space. And um, he, he's always – I'm always picking his head on different things and different topics. And, you know, he's always just trying to get me to level up to where I need to be. And um, it's just very consistent, well, I would say. And that's kind of just where I'm coming from. I really just wanted to share that. Bobby, thank you for sharing that. It's so important to have mentors like that. And uh, I'm really I'm really glad that you were able to have somebody like that in your life. I think we all have mentors and sometimes they are in our family and sometimes they're not in our family. Sometimes they're they're they come from the most unlikely places. So thank you for sharing that. Who else would like to share on on a, a, someone that is a legend for you that created a situation that led to a, a situation where you're in now that's good? Or perhaps you'd like to share your bold action, your steps, your plans, your ideas for to create legend for someone else. Good morning. Um, I would like to share. This is Dr. Zakia. And as I'm sitting here listening to all these wonderful, wonderful nuggets being dropped, I'm working on a um, speech that I'm giving later today. And our guest speaker, I, I, I'm a um, subcontractor subcontractor for a federal agency and the guest speaker that I invited his name is Ali Contos he's on the app and over 15 years ago one of the first times that I spoke publicly 
um, I was interning at Booz Allen Hamilton and he gave me some tips on how to be a dynamic speaker. We remain friends. He's been my mentor over the years. And the topic that we're talking about is disability inclusion. And it wasn't until I met Oli that I became more comfortable about sharing my story with other people about some of the adversities that I've overcome with having a, um, being part, being neurodiverse. I had a, a teacher to tell me that I wasn't college material. It's a long story, but full circle, I give my flowers to Oli Contos, and I'm so proud that today I will be introducing him as our guest speaker at the agency that I am assisting. So um, thank you so much for this dynamic topic and allowing me to share. Thank you so much, Dr. Shakia. Um, I love that. What you said is that if you hadn't gotten the confidence and, and mentorship from Olwe to help you with your speaking, no one would have heard your story and you can see what your story leads to. This is the whole point today, right? Legends are not made in a vacuum. They are made through their own efforts, but also through the, uh, the influence of, of a team or a community. Um, thank you so much to Mary Lynn for helping me keep a cue today. We're going to go to Rhonda, then William, then Jonathan. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much. I am dialing in from uh, Bogota, Colombia, where I thought, let me turn on the app this morning and see what's being shared. And I'm so glad I did. I absolutely love your share um, about the community aspect of it. What it brings to mind for me is my sons. Um, I have three sons. And um, one day I just said to them, hey, we're going to go to your first business conference. So I want you all to get your best suits out and I want you to choose what sessions you're going to go to. So we go to, to this business conference. They had no idea why they were there. They were just thinking, oh my goodness, mom is just this crazy woman. The most adorable pictures and memories um, I have though from that event of them being able to interact with these really brilliant minds uh, in business. And then I said, okay, you all are going to be my partners in business. So gather your laptops. We're now a family business team. And so we would set up and we would have business meetings. One person was in charge of this. The other person was in charge of this. And I say all this to say, now when I look back and I think about sort of the mindsets of my sons, they don't think anything about maybe this is a business opportunity or a business idea or how can we innovate in this way uh, and i'm just so thankful and so blessed that they allowed me the space um, to really pour into them and have them uh, expand their awareness and their thinking and to challenge them and to stretch them into thinking a little differently and i hope that i was a small part of creating their legend back to you Absolutely lovely. Thank you so much, Rhonda, for sharing that about your sons. William, what would you like to share this morning? William, you are next in the queue. If you are not able to get off your mic, that's okay. We'll come back to you. Jonathan. Going once. Jonathan. All right. Jonathan, you have your mic open, but we can't hear you. Yeah, there was an update late last week. So if you haven't updated your app, please update it because it will prevent your audio from working. Mm, that's a bummer. Okay, Jonathan, maybe uh, maybe go and update your app. That Then we'll come back to you if we have some time. We are down to just a few minutes left in the segment. Who else would like to share about this topic on legends and how legends are made? 
Good morning, Monica. Good morning. Yeah, this is Dr. Hoth, the math professor. Um, your story was very, very interesting. I really um, just appreciated the, the lesson of courage and just being able to believe in victory, you know, even when failure is staring you down in the face. And a lot of times I feel like that is what really we all need to adapt. So, you know, oftentimes when people hear about legends, they assume it's just like a select few, um, a select elite group of individuals who are picked out to be given an award or who have done something that other people have not done. But one thing I realize is every day we are all living lives that makes us legends in our families, in our homes, as mothers, even as classroom teachers. I used to be a classroom teacher. Imagine the things that are going on in the world today and all of the, the danger that teachers have to really stare down to go into their jobs, not knowing what's going to happen, but they do it anyway. Those are legends in my books. And you know, the things that mothers, single mothers like me have to overcome every day to still try to build strong, amazing families, children. Those are legends in my book. So every single one of us can have a legend mindset to appreciate what you bring to the table every single day as a unique proposition value that allows you to stand out in the marketplace, allows you to stand out in your community, allows you to stand out in your family just to serve and to add value to other people. So I feel like that's what legends are made up of. Every single thing that we all carry that nobody else has, that God has given us to bring to the world, makes everyone a legend. That's just my thought. Thank you so much, Monica, for a wonderful session. Thank you, Dr. O. So appreciate your contribution. And yes, whoop, whoop for all the single parents out there making it happen, being legends in their own families and creating legacy uh, for their children to thrive. Love it. Who else would like to share? We have just about uh, three minutes left. We'd love to get some more um, contributions from you on the stage. And if you are in the audience, please do raise your hand. And, um, and if your bio is completely filled out, we'll bring you up. Monica, I just want to say thank you for like taking a moment to pour into Bobby. That He's a teenager and on this app and you advising him to continue to do mentorship. I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for that. Absolutely. We just, you know, it, it makes my heart so happy to see young people like Bobby and like so many young people that are on this app and that are, that I know personally, who are hungry for experience, wisdom, knowledge, mentorship, um, who, who put themselves in the places where the growth can happen and who are mindful enough to understand what we as adults know and, and what we hear so many times, which is we are the, the uh, sum total of the people we surround ourselves with. And so um, absolutely love to support the young people. Thank you for that. I, I received that. Who else would like to contribute as we wrap our hour? Yes, hey, Monica, uh, it's Christina. Monica, Monica. Okay. Uh, uh, Christina and then the gentleman, and we, we need to be quick because I need to hand over to Gina really uh, at eight o'clock. Thanks. Yes, absolutely. Um, I just want to let Bobby know that if you would like to get connected with a mentor, I do have a nonprofit. We mentor the youth and I have mentors that we connect uh, with the youth and young adults. So DM me, Bobby, if you would like to get connected to a mentor in my nonprofit. You can read about it, my bio and uh, just DM, DM me. I'm done. Awesome. Gentlemen, please speak and close us out. Oh, yes. Uh, 
uh, uh, thank you, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, what's the name? Monica. Yes, I'm Monica. Uh, uh, <laughs> on one hand, on one brain, I'm looking on another, another, another computer. On another, another hand, I'm listening to somebody talk. Uh, what, what is the topic uh, of the day? Uh, sir, we we are closing this uh, segment right now, so I'm going to encourage you to um, to listen to Gina and the Mom Link as we close up, because this is the end of my time. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Another segment. Thank you for being here. I do want to hand the mic over on time to Gina. I am Monica Ricky in the Turquoise Ring. I'm a success habits coach, helping people replace non-productive habits with the ones that create the life of their dreams. Thank you so much for sharing this time with me. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.